Milwaukee, it is time for the most live 60 minutes in radio. Bringing you pop culture, sports, entertainment, and all the trending topics. Keeping it real and telling you like it is. This is nothing but the truth on the new 1017 The Truth. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is your host, Melanie Ricks. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's number the truth. We in the booth. Up in here, we about to get loose and we too geek. Uh-huh. Too cool. Uh-huh. Put them out. I'm trying to see who's who. You got Melanie Ricks. Go follow Melanie Picks. Whatever Melanie wants. You know that Melanie gets. You got Ben Jimmy with the track blazer. If you let him tell it, it's amazing. From 12 to 1, that's a power hour. We gonna keep it 100 like a whole dollar. Paula Mabel, they can pop the cows. Cause Metal kept it so really made a show about it. And that's the truth, baby. Oh. 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 We're having some technical difficulties. Gotta love technology. I'm on the road still in Chicago playing the Bulls tonight. So we got us a back-to-back. We're a little, just a little sleep to sleep today. Um, got in pretty late, but, you know, it'd be like that. I hope everybody is having a wonderful week, and I hope that y'all feel accomplished. I feel like, you know, on Friday, assuming that your week started on Monday or maybe even Sunday or it's giving fun day, regardless – I hope that by Friday, y'all feel like I did something of value this week, or I checked something off my list, or I feel accomplished, or I made myself feel good for this reason. I genuinely hope that everybody has that on Fridays, because I feel like that's what Friday is about. Friday is about like, okay, this is the cool off period. I may have some last minute things I got to do before the weekend, but guess what? Guess what? It's Friday, and I'm happy, and I know that the weekend is just around the corner. So I'm going to do these things. I'm going to smile in people's faces, and then I'm going to go home and do what I do in my personal time. Because the reality is, as much as we all want to be 100% authentic at work or at church or at school or wherever you frequent, I don't think that everybody is always totally authentic. I don't think that we're our 100% true selves everywhere we go. Yeah, I said it. And it's not even hot takes Wednesday because that's just how I feel. And I'm curious if anybody disagrees with me. 833-212-1017. Are you, like, who you are at your core, whoever you are, are you that person every 
single place you go, no matter what? Or do you find yourself doing what I love to refer to? When I was a kid, I grew up in the city of Milwaukee. And then my parents moved us to Brown Deer when I was 10 years old. And I very quickly, and I'm sorry, before we moved to Brown Deer, my mom put me in private school for my last two years that we were living in Milwaukee. So grades four and five, I went to a private school. I was the only black kid in my class. I was one of, I want to say, maybe five black kids in the entire school. And um, it's called Northwestern Lutheran. Shout out. And Northwest Lutheran. Yeah, Northwest Lutheran. I still have my old gym shirt. Um, And I remember being at that school and knowing that I had to be a certain way, talk a certain way. I couldn't be 100% me because I was the only little black girl surrounded by all of these, not only white children, but white teachers. I couldn't relate to anyone. And no one ever told me, no one ever told me that I should do that. It was something I took upon myself. So I'm curious for y'all. Do you feel like you are always your authentic self no matter where you go? Or do you change up depending on whom you're around, the setting you're in, what you're doing. I'm very, very curious. And I, I would be very surprised if the majority did not say, yeah, I absolutely code switch. It can be an unintentional thing. And let's be honest, we as black people, it's almost in our DNA to adapt because mm. we've had to adapt for as long as we've been on this planet. And so that's what I think that code switching really is, is adapting to, uh, to your environment. Now, when I use the word authentic, I don't want y'all to think that I'm trying to say, like, you can't be who you are, because I think everybody should feel comfortable in being who they are, you know, at their core. However, however, who you are at your core, who you are with your friends, who you are on the weekend, that person may not always fit in as well in corporate America. And it's giving. If you want to succeed, sometimes you do have to make that switch. But do you feel like you're being inauthentic to yourself in that case? Benjamin, did you say we got a caller on the line? Al, okay. Why don't we go ahead and talk to Al? What's up, Al? Happy Friday to you. Do you find yourself always being 100% authentic to who you are? Or are there times when, nah, I got to switch it up because I'm not around my folks? Talk to me. Well, I find myself. 100% of the time because when you are who you are, they respect you more. But sometimes when you cold switch, that is a sign of weakness, depending on how you get your money. But I stay true to who I am, whoever I'm around, because no matter what color you are, and let me make it clear, I don't need nobody for their money because I get my own. They can get it too. But when you cold switch, then you open the door for people to push your buttons. But, no, I, I'm the same all day, every day. I even lost jobs because I was the same day. Even got business, businesses closed down because the telephone in the right hand can be like a loaded 357. Hello? Hello? Hello, can you hear me, Al? No, you can't hear me. I can hear. 
Okay. Yeah, he can hear you now. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay, now you yeah, can, can hear, hear me. Now. Okay. So, so Al, why are you proud of that? Why are you proud that you've lost a job because you were being too true to yourself? I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not judging. I just want to know, like, why well, is that okay to you? The, the, well, I'm I'm okay because they came to me with some disrespect. And they probably thought I was going to mm. be the good Negro and say, oh, oh, no. No, I'm going to take you back to your mama roots and let you know where I'm coming from. Because the next person might okay. give you a pass. And where I come right. from, I'm going to be who I am regardless. So that's how i always been. But I know if you're working in a certain code or you might need them for some money, I understand you have to pay the code. Fortunately, I have not been in that position when I needed them for their money, so I've always been vocal from what from from how I am. And what I found is they respect you even more because they know who they can pull stuff with, and they know who they can't. That's why they always say there's no retirement for a cold. Mm. Come on, talk to us, Al. Preach. I appreciate you. I hope you hope you have a wonderful rest have of your day. day. And Al, listen, he. Thank you. You too. Have a good weekend too. And listen, Al was spitting and you know why he was spitting because you have to teach people how to treat you. I always tell my girlfriends, um, especially when they're dating somebody and they'll come to me and say like, you know, he's just not doing this or he's just not doing that. And da da And I'm like, but did you tell him that you want that? And then they'll go, no, he should just know. And I'm like, no, no, you cannot assume that people just know what you want. People can't read your minds. And as much as we would love to, you know, just go through life, looking people in the eye and being like, you, you feel me? You read this? You got it? You good? Okay, let's go. Like, that, that's just not reality. That's not how the world works, unfortunately. And sure, maybe the closer you get to somebody, the more time you spend, you, you do start to pick up on, so, uh, you know, different social cues or whatever it may be. But you have to teach people how to treat you. And I really appreciate Al saying that because um, we started the show with me, you know, talking about authenticity and how authentic you are around others. And I've said, uh, honestly, since the age of nine, I've been a code switcher. I didn't even know what that term was, but I knew I was doing it. And I, it was a very intentional move on my end. And no one taught me it. No one told me and my mom didn't tell me I needed to do that. Nobody said, hey, when you're around certain people, you got to act a certain way. But for whatever reason, innately, I just knew. And mm. it, it wasn't even about making them comfortable. It was about making me comfortable because I knew I couldn't be my true self. And in the 90s, Ben, unfortunately, yeah. it wasn't like how it is now. Like now with social media, you see them. And by them, I mean non-black people. Anybody who isn't black, them adapting to us because we do have great things. You know, we're fresh, we're cool, we're hip, we're this, we're the culture. Come on, we already know. We're trendsetters. We're the culture. Right. We know it. They know it. It's just facts on facts. But that being said, I think we've always been the culture. However, we didn't have social media growing up, Ben. So that idea of so many people being inspired by black culture, mm-hmm. I did not see that as a child. I had no idea. You feel me? So for me... I felt like I needed to go and feel comfortable around people that don't look like me. Therefore, I'm going to adapt to the way that you talk. I'm going to speak your Ebonics, and then I'll go home and talk the way I really want to. But, Mel, do you think this is more of like a learned behavior? Because, honestly, I think when it comes to code switching, black people, or, I mean, any race for that matter, when it comes down to code switching, I think it's more so rooted in survival. Like, I think this is one of the things that, like, we get taught 
uh, growing up from our parents. You know, like for instance, I don't know for you, but for me, one of the one of the things that I recall being a child and seeing my mom do, and I didn't even realize I was picking this up. But you know, when you when your mom trying to get <laughs> professional on the uh, on the phones when she got a <laughs> talking to a bill collector or she's trying to get a job or something like that, and she puts on the quote unquote AKA the white voice. And the whole time I'm like, okay, well, this is just how you put to, uh, talk professionally. But honestly, uh, talking professionally, but why and, is that a white voice? There, there we go. That, that's my thing. But professionally, and 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 the white voice for whatever odd reason is is synonymous. You know, they're, they're almost the same exact thing. And I think it comes from the fact that we know that we're working out of a white infrastructure. You know, because everything that we're we're surrounded by, we actually we have to we have to figure out how to get inside of the building. We're trying to figure out how to uh, uh, um, uh, not educate ourselves necessarily, but uh, we're trying to get we're trying to find our foot in the door. And one of the ways that we figure a way out. To, uh, to get our foot inside the door is, uh, for lack of better words, is code switching or walking into the room and adapting to the room. That's really what I think is more so of. I mean, if if I go into another room, and I'm not even necessarily saying in just a, a professional setting, but if I was to go into quote unquote the the if I if I if I go into the hood something like that, I'm gonna become a part of that. I'm gonna adapt to it. Uh, not not saying that my that I'm not rooted in that origin, but what I am saying is whatever room you walk into, you need to adapt. And I think a lot of times when it comes down to the the idea of code switching, I think we just label it or 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 define it as this. Oh, code switching just means that you when you walk into a white room you talk with your white voice i think it's when you walk into any kind of room and then you actually just adapt to the room so you can be your best and most authentic self that's my that's just my idea correct correct and i really like i I, to be honest man i mean you're right i haven't heard that in a while i'm right you know your professional voice i'm right this is this is rare, so you can hold this W, but Oof. it'll be, a, I'm sure, a short, it'll be short-lived. I'm sure you'll it, say something in the next few minutes. It's Friday for show then. It is Friday. Uh? The weekend is coming through. I'm feeling really good. Melanie Ricks told me I'm right. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, with that being said, uh, let's go ahead and talk to Rob. What's up, Rob? Uh, how are you doing? How do you feel about authenticity? Are you 100% your authentic self everywhere you go? Hey, how y'all doing? I'm Will Mel. I hope y'all doing well, too. I'm going to say that um, not knowing who I am still to this day, and I'm 48, not knowing who I am really um, to this day, but not and having a past, I have to code switch and adapt to every environment that I go to. I had to do that ever since I was a kid, being light-complected, you know, and um, having certain different, being around certain different people on the black side telling me that I talk too white, and I look white, and on the white side, I'm still black, but I still have to adapt to every environment that I go to. And then working in corporate America, I don't want my past to come up because I do have a past that I try to bury and keep buried. I have to co-switch all the time, you know, and just fit in wherever I go. Like Ben said, it's like Ben, and when I go into the hood, I have to, you know, bring that side out of me because I still got it. But it's like, it's hard for me to explain if I'm not explaining it right because mm-hmm. I don't really know who I am to this day. You know what I mean? So you, I you know just what, Rob? Hold, hold, hold on for a moment, because honestly, I you tell me. Well, you're telling Truth Nation right now uh, that you're 48 years old, Rob, and you still don't know who you are. That's concerning to me. Well, why do you feel like you don't know who you are at the age that you are at? Because I don't know who I I don't know who I identify with. I mean, I, I never really was taught who to be or or raised in a situation where I can say that. Um, this is who you are, I guess I can say. I try to be the best version of me everywhere I go, 
and I wear many hats and I fit in in different situ- environments. So it's like I'm still confused a little bit, if that makes sense. I'm still confused about who I am. So with that being said, then, Rob, would you say that it's hard for you to f- it's hard for you to be authentic to, to yourself and to others when you walk into the room? Well, it sounds like, oh, Rob doesn't know who is his authentic self. Mm. Rob, I hate that for you. I really do. What's what's the what's the path yeah, of self-discovery it, that we can go on? What is it? Is it giving therapy? Like, what do we need to do? Because I don't think that this is something that you should just live with. I think you should know who you are. No, I'm in therapy, but, you know, a lot has happened to me in my life from childhood, being, you know, traumatized and a lot of things happened to me and some things that I did to people. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I live with those scars. I'm in therapy right now. So, yeah, I'm trying to find out who I really am and trying to get rid of some demons and some things so I can be authentic to myself and others. So it's hard for me, but I know that at the core of me, I'm a business person. I love business. So that's at the core front of me that I, I truly try to be that person. But even sometimes that gets hard because doors get closed and you get nose. So, you know, I just I go through life and deal with a lot of stuff. But I'm in therapy right now. Look, let me ask you this really quick. Boy, Rob. Rob, I love that for you. Um, um, Real quick, Rob. Um, What did you want to be when you grew up? Like when you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? I always knew that I wanted to be successful. I wanted to be in, 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 in fame, fame and fortune. I wanted to have success. I was a manager of a store at 14. I dropped out in the ninth grade. I went to ninth grade for two months. Then I dropped out of high school because I had to feed myself, you know. So I was mm-hmm. a manager of a store. I worked 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. at 14 years old, managing a store, did invoices, did inventory, paid COD deliveries and all of that stuff. I did that on my own. I stayed with the family that owned the store for a little while, and then after that, they hired their um, the wife of one of the owners, they let me go, so I was on the streets from there. And then I got involved in the streets, and from down there, it was bad business, you know. So yeah. I had a rough life. Wow, Rob. Thank you for calling in. Uh, and calling anytime, Rob. No it's, it's definitely appreciated. Rob, you know what? One thing that I do want to say, though, Mel, is Rob may not know who he is, but what he said was definitely authentic. All right. Oh, my gosh. Of course. Like that. That was. Listen, that was as real as it gets right there for you to be able to openly admit, like, I I don't know who I am. And I am still trying to discover that. And I mean, he said he's in his 40s. I mean, my goodness, I I, I really do sincerely hope and pray that that Rob does get to know who he truly is, because I feel like if you don't know who you are. It's hard to ever like really and truly be at peace, you know, like be at peace to love yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I I just it's important. But you know what, Um, though? I'm not going to lie to you, though, Mel. That also that also leans to the fact of to know yourself is actually a luxury and to know yourself. is. I don't think it's a luxury to know yourself. I think it's a luxury to love yourself. You you don't think both? I mean, to know yourself it and to on love what yourself. You mean by, it means like, what do you mean by know yourself? Like, what what's luxurious about that? I mean, to know yourself, to not be, to be able to look into the mirror and see who you are, you know, and know who you are, and then ultimately be able to love who you are. Because if you know who you are, yes, that's one thing. But you may still not love yourself. But if you know who you are, and you look in the mirror and you love that person that you see to know. Then you ultimately that's that's fulfillment of self love. Like you actually truly love yourself through and through at that point. But it does take some self discovery to figure out who you are and to figure out you know to to know and have knowledge of who you are. 
You know, I think that's very cool, though. No, definitely. Definitely. We're going to be talking authenticity um, and just how authentic you feel like you can be the entire show. Hit us up at 833-212-1017. We got some great texts that we'll get into. We're talking code switching. We're talking uh, chameleon vibes, which is adapting to your environment and just the idea of being authentic to you and how authentic you feel you can be amongst others. 833-212-1017. Give us your thoughts. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. Nothing but the truth with Melanie Ricks will be right back on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to Nothing But The Truth with Melanie Ricks on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. What's up, what's up, y'all? Talking authenticity today and just how authentic you feel like you can be in general, in life. I mean, like, seriously, I feel like so many of us are just almost afraid to be our authentic selves for fear of backlash, for fear of, you know, people not like liking who we really are. But are you spending time with the right people? Are you in the right environment if you feel like you can't be who you authentically are? And I say that as somebody who, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of different versions of me. Um, There are really only so many people who know who, you know, I truly am. And the only reason why I say that is because when you're like a, when you do something that's public facing, you do have to to switch. It, it, the code switching is very real. It's very important. But I want to, um, I want to talk about this quote that I saw recently from Tina Fey. She said, authenticity is dangerous and expensive. And she said this after somebody went on a podcast and um, you know, they went on a little bit of a, a rant, if you will, gotten a little bit of trouble from it. And she said, listen, podcasts are forever. You got to be careful with that authenticity. It can be very dangerous and it can be very expensive, i.e. costly. If you're too authentic, it might make you lose your job, make you lose your income. But what's that balance? What's that balance of being true to you, being authentic, but maybe not always being 100% who you are? If I were to try to go and talk, you know, to, you know, my coworkers, the way I talk to my friends, Lord Jesus, I don't think I'd have a job because with my girlfriends, I could just let loose. My guy friends, too. I could just let loose. I can say whatever I want. I'll drop an explicit bomb there, an explicit bomb there. We talk about this, that. And Ben knows who I am because I'm very authentic around my, my folks at uh, 1017 The Truth. But do you think that authenticity is dangerous? Is it expensive? Do we have to be careful about the way that we are being around others? And by others, I just mean the folks that you don't, you're not 100% always comfortable with. But then like, okay, it's giving, you hired me, so let me be me. But at the same time, were you that person in the interview? Do they know that side of you? Do they know that that's who they're hiring? 
Probably not. So that's why you have to be careful. You got to draw that that line, if you will. I want to read some of um, these talk to text. We got some good ones. We started the show talking about code switching. Um, somebody said, for Mel, for someone like yourself or Benjamin, your authentic self is your anchor. And knowing how far you want to stray from that is important to you. Um, that doesn't, for the caller that doesn't know his authentic self, knowing who he wants to be um, has to be his motivation. We had a caller just before. He's in his 40s. And he said, I'm still trying to figure out who I am. I'm in therapy because I don't know who I am. And I really, really, really hate that for him because I, I do think it's important to know who you are. Ben, uh, before we took a break, he said to know yourself is a luxury. And I said, I think to love yourself is a luxury because I... Psh- I'm not going to get into the self-love. Let me stop. All right. Some more talk to text. 833-212-1017. We were talking code switching earlier. And LT said that I think people who have a hard time or are not used to speaking proper English call it code switching. So now I'm going to come for your neck, LT. Now I'm going to come for you. I'm coming for Mr. Mequon's neck because you know what? What is proper English? Is it giving William Shakespeare? I'm just saying, dog, like it's 2024. You're not going to tell me what is proper English because now we're going back to the antiquated ways of folks telling us how to talk. But who, who, who is the leader? Who is the leader of the English language? Somebody point him out. Let me know so I could talk to him. He probably isn't even alive anymore. No disrespect. I'm just saying English has been around for a long time. What is proper English? Hear ye, hear ye. Darth they. Like, like literally, what is proper English? So I don't like when people say, like Ben said it earlier, if you speak in a professional manner, when we were kids, they used to call it talking white. Um, I think that is such an ignorant thing to say. I think it's ignorant for white people. I think it's ignorant for all other people because guess what? Just because you speak in a professional manner doesn't mean that only white people do that. And I actually... I could see white people being like, yeah, we do that. But like, I could also see them being do like, don't, don't put that on us. But no, no, I'm saying don't put that on us. Don't make it seem like we're, we're the ones that are professional. We're the only ones and we do this. That. I don't think they want to claim that. I genuinely don't, Ben. And the reason mm. why is because that's a lot of pressure. So you're saying y'all can only be professional? I'm just saying. And I just don't like when people say like, uh, oh, Ebonics, like black Ebonics and this. I mean, yeah, yeah. we do have Ebonics. Let's be, let's be real. But, but, but. Ben, so many words from our Ebonics, if you will, when we were growing up, are now in Webster's Dictionary. I'm just saying, shout out to Miriam Webster, if that's the name, I think it's Miriam. It's Miriam Webster, because, you got it. Period. Because they knew. They said, this is part of our language now. You guys are part of our culture, as in American English-speaking culture, mm-hmm. and this is part of our language. We have adapted to your Ebonics. And guess what? Your Ebonics work. They're sticking. It's giving putty. And now we're going to go ahead and add it to the dictionary and make it official. So I just don't like when people try to say things like, oh, if you're talking professional, you're not being you and dead and dead. There are layers to us. There are layers. I have my professional voice. I have my with, um, when I'm with my family voice, when I'm with my friends voice, when I'm talking to y'all voice, when I talk to LT specifically voice. Like, I just, I can't. I can't when people say that, you're not speaking proper English. Because False. And I, I want somebody to, you know what, define proper English for me. For real. I need that. 833-212-1017. I need to know what is proper English. I know I speak proper English. A lot of people speak proper English. 
So you, if somebody says ain't, is that not proper English? I'm just wondering. I am just wondering because ain't is are not. And that's proper English. It's just a way of uh, shortening the word and putting the two words together, which we've been doing since the dawn of time. So somebody talk to me. Somebody tell me what proper English is. I'm talking to you, Mr. McQuan. But also, we're talking authenticity. Is it dangerous? Is it expensive to be authentic? Tina Fey thinks so. Do you agree with that? And how authentic are you on the daily? 833-212-1017. We're going to take a break, but that's the number that you can call or text. Give us your thoughts. We'll be right back. Nothing But The Truth with Melanie Ricks returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to Nothing But The Truth with Melanie Ricks on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Take notes, your papoose, let's go! Hey, alert! Assassins at large, allegedly, automatic artillery, angrily aimed and aggressively, accurate AKs, angled doorways, adversary afraid, that's active ammunition appraised. Accumulated an alias after arrested, accompanied armed accessory as an adolescent. What's up, y'all? We're back. We're talking. How authentic? It's too authentic. Tina Fey said authenticity is dangerous and expensive, and I do agree, but like for me, it's giving let's um let's be in environments where we can't be ourselves, right? Or are you just okay with just like, you know blending into wherever you need to blend into adapting to that environment etc and i have all the utmost respect for people who adapt you have to adapt okay that is a figgity fact you have to adapt bars but i still think that in that adaptation you need to find a way to still be true to who you are because you don't want to lose yourself in the sauce you know what i mean you don't want to wake up one day and be like dang i've been here for 20 years and i don't even remember who i was before i got here like, I just, I don't like people losing their essence, their true selves. And our caller earlier, Rob, he was, he was saying, he was very transparent. And he said, I'm 40, 40s. And I don't know who I am. I'm still trying to figure that out. And that, that made me sad. I don't like the thought of people not knowing who they are, because I think when you know who you are, that's when you can be your absolute best self. Like, that's when you can be your most successful. And when you know who you are and you're confident in that, I think the people around you are better because of it. I really do. I think it's an energy thing. Um, and people feed off of your energy more than you realize. Even those of you who don't want to, you know, accept that people are feeling your energy. It, it's true. It's true. Even the most in- introverted of folks, that energy is a real thing. 833-212-1017. That's the talk to text. We got the town on the line. What are your thoughts on this conversation? What up, y'all? Happy Friday! Hey. Happy Friday! Hey, I think. Hey, uh, I, um, I think. Um, oh, first off, I gotta say, um, yeah, big bucks, we coming. Okay, let me put that to the side. Now, um, now, what is authentic and authentic and, and authentic to whom? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean. Because like all right, we in the we we in, we in this European like world where people that don't look white have to change their speech, their dress, their vernacular just to get into the door. You know? 
So, like, if you don't know, I mean, like, if you don't know your, if you don't, if you don't know yourself, you need to go get to know yourself. But I'm just saying, like, this is the word authenticity. Like, only you can be authentic to you. Who holds the stamp of authenticity to you? Now you're right, the town. Like you are seriously right. Who holds authenticity? Authenticity, um, except for you, because you know who you are. You at least should know who you are. You know. And with that being said, you know, thank you for calling in. We definitely appreciate it. And anybody want to call in and talk about authenticity? Uh, call in eight three three two one two one zero one seven. All right, now we're about to go back to the phone lines. Truth Nation, uh, this is your boy Benjamin. And with that being said, authenticity is definitely uh, one of the issues that people do face, whether you are maybe 48 years old and not knowing yourself, or you may be somebody who is young and trying to get to know yourself and ultimately trying to go against or try to protect who you are, try to protect your authentic self when you do walk into these boardrooms, like we were talking about before, when it comes down to the idea of linguistics and things like that. I mean, sometimes people do have to code switch, but right now I'm about to head back to the uh, phone lines. Bob got you on with one on one seven. The truth, nothing but the truth. Ben, can you hear What's me? What's your question or comment? Hello, Benjamin. I I accidentally Hello. said to Carrie, "You sound white," and then she said, "No, I don't." So I knew I had made a mistake. So I don't. I I, I have to not say that. And so I thought about it, uh-huh. and I and I said, "I I say this from now on." You have mastered the English language. Mm. That's, that's that's better. I mean, I, I, I mean, I didn't. Cause see, my mother, when she would talk to Bill correctly, she would change her voice and right. she would sound somebody white. I couldn't believe it. And then when she got off that phone, she was like regular, you know. <laughs> and so I, I didn't think you sound white was bad, but. It's it's a negative connotation, I think. And so I had to realize you mastered the English language. That's what you've done. No, thank you so much, Bob. Definitely appreciate that. But honestly, I have to I have to put that on to all black black Americans. All right, every African American, anybody who even necessarily had to code switch to walk into a room. Honestly, we have mastered the the English language because honestly. Uh, researchers are now, especially because of the influence of black culture and the influence of pop culture, because we are pop culture, I think they're starting to get in tune with what's really going on. And ultimately, they're starting to give more credit to people who actually can't speak, quote unquote, like to say Ebonics. And I'm, I'm going to read this for you right here real quick. OK. And this research comes from the great uh, the, the great search engine of Google. But it goes on to say, look, the highest form of understanding English encompasses not only proficiency in standard grammar and vocabulary, but also a deep comprehension comprehensive uh, a deep comprehension of nuances cultural context and the ability to communicate effectively in various registers and dialects all right and i know there are a lot of my hispanic brothers and a lot of my latina sisters out there one thing that i do know when i thought i was in school learning about spanish too and i'm over here thinking i'm speaking the real spanish all my latina brothers and sisters tell me bro that's not the real spanish this, this is not really how we talk while we're down there in Mexico. We actually have a, a, a lot of, we actually change dialects for, for different words that we're trying to express. And that goes on to why in America we have actually mastered effectively the communication in the English language. Because we not only know how to just talk in these boardrooms, but we know how to talk to each other. We know how to go outside and, uh, and, and describe different things 
and describe different things to you that are important to whatever the conversation may be. But right now, we're about to head back to the lines. Miss Rose, we got you on nothing but the truth. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. Pause. Can uh, you hear me? Oh, can I, can, hear me? I can definitely hear you. I just want to make sure I'm still part of this Woo! conversation. Okay. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so real quick, before we talk to Miss Rose, I somebody was saying, um, you know, there is a great line in the corporate world on how authentic you can be, but wh- why does it have to be that? Like, why, why does there have to be that gray line of, I can still be who I am and get my work done. Like, as long as I'm not, you know, on social media, posting inappropriate pictures on my public page, why can't I be true to who I am and still be in a corporate job? And I know that, you know, everybody has to kind of navigate that on their own and see what makes the most sense, depending on the job environment that they're in. But I just don't get it. And also, and also going into that, if I'm on social media and I put in my bio, like, these are my opinions, these are my views, I don't represent anybody but myself. Why is that something that can be looked as like, oh, you know, it may look bad on the, you know, the, uh, the company that you work for. I just don't get that. Like, why can't I be authentically me when it's my own personal page? I just don't understand. What's up, Miss Rose? How are you doing? What are your thoughts on authenticity? Are you do you feel like you're able to be authentic all the time? Number one, for my generation and era, I don't even understand the thing of coding because I use the same words. But I, I understood why people said Miss High polluting the way I talk, because I was raised on what they call the Queen's language, which is a composite of Latin, French and other languages and German. And that uh, uh, we broke, uh, you were taught to break down for social graces of a certain ways you were supposed to speak. You never use the anatomy as any part of your conversation in social graces. In other words, terminologies were based on acceptability of terms all over different classes. But uh, certain terms were what they call street language or guttural language. Now, because I... I wasn't raised in that particular arena. I never realized that there was a different language that I had to change to or a vernacular that I had to change to in order to be understood. Because wherever I went, I was always understood. And of course, someone said, oh, you're different. We all are different. But it depends upon what's incorporated in our upbringing. And because when I was sent to a Catholic boarding school, which the nuns were mostly German, and they had that what you call the two, the English of breaking it down into past participles. And sometimes I still cringe when I hear terms that, like if you were instead of if you weren't, uh, if you was. These are terms that we were taught. And it's not easy to get rid of them, but I just keep them to myself because I realize our society is changing in terms. Ain't ain't in the dictionary, but ain't is now in the dictionary, composite of is not. But that ain't was classified as a low-grade term. So as our society goes on, terms that were not acceptable are now being acceptable because it's still, you know, when I was in the, in the theater and I had to do the sleep walk and see the lady Macbeth, I could not say the word D-A-M until I said Beaver Dam. And I was praying that when I was saying out, 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 Beaver Dam spelled, that I wouldn't say Beaver when I said it, <laughs> which I was fortunate I did not say the Beaver portion. What I'm saying is language is steadily changing, depending upon who's in control of the resources that, like right now I hear things even on the truth about they're trying to bring in what I call white terminologies, in a black station. I still have a problem with that because 
Number one, I don't identify with those terms. Wait, hold, hold up, Miss Rose. Hold up, hold on, Miss Rose. I really do appreciate you. This I got is one. Quite a tangent. Yeah. We gotta go. We yeah, gotta go on that. Note. Okay. De- definitely got a break, but but I, I got one question for you because you came you came at a black talk radio station. All right, I want to know what what white vernacular have you heard on this uh, uh black talk radio station? Real quick, we gotta go to break. When they're trying to find how you should address people that gel, when you say gel, and that's jealousy, uh, I'm very jealous of. That's what I'm talking about. Ah, that is not a black book vernacular. Got you. Okay, thank you so much, Miss Rose. Definitely a value caller. Um, with that being said, I mean, Mel, do you? So do before you, we, yeah, you agree with that? Because I know the commercial she's referencing. Followed up. Um. Well, first, I want to I want to go back to the what LT said about proper English, because he was saying, like, you know, uh, people need to speak proper English, essentially. And I said to him, what exactly is proper English? Like, help me explain that or help me understand that. Um, He said proper English is having correct vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation with an understandable accent in a respectable manner. LT. I need you to have several seats. I really do. What is a respectable manner? What is an understandable accent? What is the correct pronunciation? Okay, vocabulary, I'll give you that. I, I'm a big vocab girl. But I'm sorry. If I, so you're telling me if I pronounce a word different from you, I'm now what? Blank? What? Um, what is an understandable accent? I don't understand half my family members that live down south. You saying that they they're wrong? I'm just curious. I need you to make it make sense, but not in a way where you're sounding judgmental because people are not like you. And you know I love you, LT, but it's giving elitist. 833-212-1017. We're talking authenticity. We're going to wrap up this conversation on the other side. Give us your thoughts. We'll be back. You are listening to Nothing But The Truth with Melanie Ricks on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Nothing But The Truth with Melanie Ricks on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Shut up, Mel. Bust it wide open, then I tell her bring it back. Bust it wide open, then I tell her bring it back. like, what's up, Key? I'm like, what's up, Daddy? Tell that boy keep talking, I'm gon' wet them VVS's. I'm like, if I throw it back, notice the better catch it. I keep 1942 and bad bitches in my section. They be naked, I'm gon' pop it. What's up, y'all? We are back. What an interesting... Interesting conversation, huh? All right. Interesting conversation, but also I got some interesting things to say to you. Life is better with American Family Insurance. Because their home policies help protect your dreams and come with a peace of mind. Save up 25% by bundling home auto and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. And shout out to all the business owners. It's time to elevate your banking experience with Associated Bank. Whether you're small or a large enterprise, we've got you covered with three business checking accounts to meet your needs. With Associated Bank, you get top-notch customer service, a team of local business experts, and the exciting features that you need to give your business a boost. Go to AssociatedBank.com slash business checking to learn more. Shout out to those folks and shout out to y'all too um, because we were talking authenticity today. It's not easy to be authentic. It's not easy to talk about this kind of stuff because I am afraid to be authentic around certain folks. I am. I'm not going to lie. Um, Don't be acting scary. Don't be scary. 
And it's not even about being scary, Ben. I think it's, I don't want to give my real energy to everybody. You know what I mean? I feel you. Not everyone not, deserves there you my go. true energy. There you go. Unless it's the more There are some people who are vamp. I mean, the Bucks always deserve my true energy. All right. With that being said, we got a game in Chicago tonight. Tonight, excuse me. It's a nine o'clock tip off, y'all. So go take a nap before you watch the game. Shout out to Benjamin. Shout out to DJ Brother Z. Tori Lowe's up next from One to Four. Dr. Ken Harris will end our run now. I hope you all have a great weekend. We'll do it again on Monday. God willing. Bye. She in her mood. She lit. Get money too. Like she in her mood. No friends, I don't f- the fake. Saying they love me, but one in my place. Step in the party, I'm looking the baddest. So the paparazzi in my face.